0: We're back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. I have a word for you today. Let not iniquity be found in you Mm -hmm. so let's begin with our foundational text today found in 2nd timothy 2 starting in verse 8 and then we are going to jump down to verse 19 and take it to the end of the chapter verse 8 of 2nd Timothy 2 Remember Jesus Christ the ever-living Lord who has risen from the dead as the prophesied king descended from David king of Israel according to my gospel the good news that I preach Amen Paul is reminding us of the good news, the gospel that Christ Jesus lived a sinless, perfect life. And then he was crucified on the cross for our sins, according to the scriptures, and he was buried. And on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead, According to the scriptures, amen, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit. The father raised Jesus from the dead because when Christ willingly went to the cross and laying down his life because he laid it down and he was given authorization to lay it down and to take it up. Christ Jesus is still alive today. 1 Corinthians 15, in the beginning of the chapter, Paul was saying that how when Christ rose from the dead, over 500 people saw Christ in his resurrected body. He is still alive, sitting at the right hand of God the Father in heaven waiting to make his enemies his footstool. And he intercedes for us, the saints. Those of us who have repented, turn from our wicked ways and turn back to God. And through the shed blood of Jesus, we can have our past sins forgiven. And going forward, we sin no more. As Holy Spirit. Indwells us, teaching us, guiding us, leading us to the path that is straight and narrow. Training us how to be holy and righteous in the sight of God. Because we must never forget this one truth. Christ Jesus is on his way back. And he will have his reward with him and he will give to every single person according to the fruit of his doings. And he will give to every man according to his ways. Mm -hmm. And if we jump down to verse 19, amen, glory be to the Lamb of God. If we jump down to verse 19 of 2nd Timothy 2, nevertheless the firm foundation of God which he has laid stands sure and unshaken despite attacks bearing this seal. And then there's a colon. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord stand apart from wickedness and withdraw from wrongdoing. Another translation says, Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Amen. Verse 20. Now in a large house, There are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware, and some are for honorable, noble, good use, and some for dishonorable, ignoble, common. Therefore, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, From these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful. He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Look at verse 22. Because Paul has just finished laying out this one crucial, vital truth that as born-again children of the Most High God who have called on the name of the Lord to be saved, we are commanded, commanded to depart from iniquity. Why? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why? is the Lord telling us that we must depart for, from iniquity because he ain't got nothing else to tell us. He's telling us to do that for a reason. And verse 21 is about to tell us so that we can be of use to him. We are not useful to the Lord if we keep claiming his name, but we are doing those things that are dishonorable, disobedient, and sinful Mm-mm. But if we put those things away, he will be a vessel this this individual will be a vessel for honor. Sanctified, set apart for a special purpose and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Listen, verse 22, run away from useful, youthful lust, pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculations, useless disputes over unedifying, stupid controversies. Since you know that they produce strife and give birth to quarrels, The servant of the Lord must not participate in quarrels, but must be kind to everyone, even-tempered, preserving peace. And he must be skilled in teaching, patient and tolerant when wronged. Verse 25, he must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and be led to the knowledge of the truth, accurately understanding and welcoming it, and that they may come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Amen. Beloved, please study, meditate, eat. First Peter, uh, First Peter chapter one, Second Timothy chapter two. It is full of wisdom now that we are born again we have been commanded from god himself that we must depart from iniquity it must not it must not be found in you none of it not even a little bit of it because what we got here first corinthians 10:21 you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Ephesians 5.11, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Ephesians 4.27, Give no opportunity to the devil. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 to 22, But test everything, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Amen. And that's why Ephesians 5, 15 to 16 exhorts us. Paul was like, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Why, beloved? Why must we redeem the times? Why? Because unless you ask, why are the Lord's apostles keep telling us these things about watching how we live Don't do this. Come out of this. Don't participate in that. Why? Because the days are evil. If you and I are in willful, blatant, habitual, deliberate sin, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. We must live clean and holy. Jesus Christ. Must be the centerpiece of your life. And I'm talking about the real Jesus Christ. This walk with Christ should not be a cake walk for you. This is a death walk. Did Jesus, did Jesus have it easy when he had to walk carrying his own cross beam to his crucifixion? Was that a cake walk? So why do we even think for one moment that living for Christ Will be a cake walk. Because if you are carrying. This good great gospel. And every third word out of your mouth. Is repent. Get your life together. Otherwise you're going to perish. You're not going to be. In anyone's fan club. Getting back over here. Where was I? Because you know i just be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where will be folks? Second Timothy 2. Listen, I'm, I'm going to need me a moderator. Okay. Listen, because the reason why we must be clean vessels so that the Lord can use us to do what? To be in his harvest calling men and women boys and girls to repentance so let me pick it up in verse 24 of second timothy 2 the servant of the lord must not no already gave you that verse 20 i already gave you that verse 26 i'm gonna I'm start there okay and that they may come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Amen. And then let me give you 1 Peter 1, starting at verse 10. Regarding this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace of God that was intended for you, searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation, seeking to find out what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he foretold the sufferings of Christ, and the, the, the glories destined to follow. Verse 12, it was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you in these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ which have now been told to you by those who preached the gospel to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was sent from heaven into these things. Even the angels long to look. So, okay. So prepare your minds for action. Amen. Paul is like, even the prophets of old long to look into what we are now living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, of grace. No longer do mankind have to justify or try to justify themselves before Holy God. By adhering to those laws. But now because Christ came, died, was buried, rose again the third day. We now have the wonderful opportunity to have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us now that we are born again. So... Who is this? Peter. Peter was exhorting the believers that now we must prepare our minds for action. He said, be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely. On the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. And here we are at verse 14. Because you see, beloved, so much we must unpack today. We are commanded to live as obedient children of God. I'm looking at verse 14 it's saying just that live as obedient children of God. So don't let the devil con you out of your rightful position in Christ, snatching away your salvation because you keep falling for for the lie that constantly, consistently, religiously, Come out of the false apostate church. They keep telling you all. Like they told me. That all you have to do is make a confession for Christ. Jesus understands. You trying to pull it together. But in the meantime you ain't got nothing to worry about. You are good to go. No you are not. Not if you are willfully living, and, and glorying in your sin. You, can't, you cannot wake up and go to bed in fornication. You can't wake up and go to bed and live all day smoking cigarettes, drinking like a drunkard, committing adultery, committing murder, lying, stealing, cutting up. You That's not how we live. We are called right here... Verse 14, live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which govern you in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. But like the Holy One who called you, be Holy yourselves in all your conduct, be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Why, why, beloved? Well, verse 16 because it is written, You shall be holy, set apart for I am holy amen beloved you know what verse 17 for me it con it really like slapped me in the face because long story short I was playing obviously I, I I didn't take what Christ did on my behalf serious enough to willfully obey him and this was back in 2002. It wasn't until, listen to me, until 2019 that I met the real Jesus Christ and my life has not been the same, and I am grateful for that. Verse 17, okay, of 1 Peter 1. If you, okay, claiming the name, if you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. Amen. Beloved, you see, all it really takes is for us to get into this word and and. And allow Holy Spirit to teach us some things. If we address God as Father, well, that must mean we are His child. Therefore, we respect and revere His holy name. The problem going is that many who claim the name calling God Father... But they have no fear of him because the God, the the false God that has been presented to many and most in the body of Christ is a feel-good grandfather sitting in heaven waiting to dole out Christmas pagan gifts and to give out Easter pagan baskets. No, Mm mm-mm. If you want to know who God truly is, go over there back to the Old Testament. Read Amos chapter 5. Read Zephaniah chapter 1. As a matter of fact, read all of the Old Testament and and you will see what I saw. God ain't playing with spiritual adultery, idolatry and unfaithfulness. He's not playing. You playing. Okay, let us move on. Listen, you all take it down to the end of the chapter, okay? Because I got a feeling I'll be going off on many bunny trails. So listen, beloved, okay? It is cracking open the Bible day today. If you hadn't already sensed that, well, yes. Yes. It is cracking open the Bible day today because I know many of of you are busy, you're working, you have families, and you may want to get into the scriptures, but you know, life. However, we must make it a priority to get into the Word of God so that we can see for ourselves what the Father expects of His children. Are you you spending time cultivating this wonderful reconciled relationship we now have with Holy God because of Jesus Christ? Does Jesus even know you? We... We hear you claiming that you are born again. But Jesus says that we can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. You seem to keep on bearing bad fruit. And then you turn around and you make excuses for it. Uh -uh. That's not going to fly on judgment day, beloved. Uh -uh. So listen, okay. What we talking about today? Well, God hates sin and iniquity. That's right. He does. And no, he doesn't make concession for sin. No, not at all. Mm -mm. And no, he doesn't understand your special case as to why you must remain in sin. And no. He doesn't overlook it. And no, he doesn't say to you in private prayer that you get to stay in your sin. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we all must live clean and holy. And no, there will be no excuse on the day of judgment. And no, Christ Jesus does not want you. To live out your best Gucci, Prada, Tesla life. No, he don't. He wants you to repent and live clean and holy so that the Father doesn't judge you. And no, Christ Jesus did not die a horrific death so that you and I, can remain a slave to sin. And finally, no, it's not the devil. It's you and your iniquitous lifestyle that you keep giving him a foothold in your life. Listen, you and I choose to willfully sin against God because we want to. This is not about spiritual warfare. This is about indulging the flesh and recklessly disobeying God's holy standards. That's that's simply the case, beloved. I know some of you claim that it is the devil. I'm just so weak in the flesh. I don't know why my life is upside down. I'm born again. Shouldn't I have peace? Well, yeah, when your mind is stayed on the spirit, but if it stayed on the flesh, you ain't gonna have any peace. You are deceived, just like I was. Listen, beloved, Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. That's the King James. The Amplified says, Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever. Why? Because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Amen. Listen to this. The Amplified Classic says Romans 8, 6 like this. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sins and reason without the Holy Spirit is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. Amen. This scripture is clear. If we keep a carnal, lustful, flesh-oriented mind, it's death. Uh huh. In some cases, it could be a physical death, depending on what are you doing. The writer is talking about eternal separation. Paul done already told us. Up there in Romans 6.23. That the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is found in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, eternal life. It is, it is only found in Jesus Christ. And you're not going to experience it. If you and I keep on living a life that is contrary To the word of God, beloved, by God's grace, the Holy Spirit is coming with correction for us. I just happen to be totally on board with it. Use me, Lord. Yes, I will convey to your people that unless we repent, we shall all likewise perish. Amen. Mhm. I'm just looking at these various translation of the scripture. Uh-huh. Listen to this one. If your thinking is controlled by your sinful self, there is spiritual death. But if your thinking is controlled by the spirit, there is life, and peace. Amen. Beloved, I'm a witness for Jesus Christ. That scripture is completely accurate. The moment that my mind no longer stayed on this stinking, nasty, rotten flesh, I now walk in the peace that Christ gives to us. Amen. Because we must Excuse me. We must understand, okay? Christ was crushed for our iniquities. We see over here in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53, okay? If we come down to, you know what? Y'all, please, by the mercies of God, please study out this whole chapter. (sighs) If we, oh, I want to start from the beginning, but no, verse 8, what I say, Isaiah 53. Listen, after oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, his contemporaries, who among them concerned himself with the fact that he was cut off from the land of the living by his death. for for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke of death was due. His grave was assigned with the wicked, but he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Amen. Verse 10, Yet the Lord was Willing to crush him, causing him to suffer, if he would give himself as a guilt offering, and atonement for sin, he shall see his spiritual offspring. He shall prolong his days, and there, and and the mm, and the will, good pleasure of the Lord shall succeed and prosper in his hand. Amen. Verse 11, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it and be satisfied by his knowledge of what he has accomplished. The righteous one, my servant, shall justify the many, making them righteous, upright before God, in right standing with him, for he shall bear the responsibility For their sins. Amen. Beloved. If we. Do not understand. The price. That Christ paid. For our sins. We will take what he did for us. At the cross for granted. Make light of it. And water down the gospel. Listen. In the middle of verse 12. It says. Because he. No. No, I'm going to take it from the top. Verse 12. Therefore, I will divide and give him a portion with the great kings and rulers, and he shall divide the spoils with the mighty, because he willingly poured out his life to death and was counted among the transgressors. Yet he himself bore and took away the sin of many and interceded with the father for the transgressors amen i don't know about you all but every time i read this scripture and isaiah 52 it does something to me it makes me even more appreciate my lord and savior he became the propitiation for our sin Since that means that what he did on our behalf, it totally, completely fulfilled God's demanded call for justice. God's justice demanded payment for sin. We couldn't do it, but Christ did. And it was well pleasing. His sacrifice was the thing, if you will, that averted God's wrath that was headed toward us. Because at one time, we too were sons of disobedience. But Christ stepped in and averted and diverted God's wrath unto him. Did he deserve it? Absolutely not. But in love, he laid down his life anyway. Anyway, knowing that people were going to reject him, and yet he laid it down anyway. And what's going on? In the 21st century, up in these apostate churches, oh, everybody is singing, supposedly praising the Lord. They sitting back watching Quote, unquote, Christian plays, Christian comments, comics, comedians. They out in the uh, lobby area socializing, trading business cards, making contacts and contracts. Uh-uh. <laughs> Whew, I tell you, Judgment Day is it's finna go down. Listen, beloved. Mm. heaven paid a steep price for our salvation. Listen to Isaiah 52, 14. It says, Just as many were astonished at you, my people. So his appearance was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. Amen. Beloved, the prophet is telling us that when the people saw Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for our sins, he was mutilated. He suffered at the, at the whip of the cat of nine tails by those barbaric, ruthless Roman soldiers You have no earthly idea the pain and the suffering that Christ went through so we don't face God's wrath. Listen, okay? He died a painful, violent, bloody, brutal death. The prophet is saying that he was so disfigured beyond recognition that he was unrecognizable as a human being and when the people saw him they were astonished they were horrified appalled I can I can only imagine that they were saying like This can't possibly be a man. It don't look like a man. His death wasn't serene. As the relics of the false church portrays their fake Jesus death. Our Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. Who was buried three days later. Rose from the dead. Died a horrific death paying the penalty for our sins, our transgression, transgressions, for our immoral, iniquitous behaviors. It wasn't pretty, beloved. This is something we must understand because many take his death for granted as if it was fire insurance rather than being so soul-snatching event that it was. God hates sin. The Christ hates sin. Holy Spirit trains us in righteousness and in sanctification and in consecration. So we don't fall back into the pit of iniquity from whence we've come from. Uh Uh-uh. I keep telling you God hates sin. Why? Why does God hate sin? Well, a number of things. One, it is the very opposite of his nature. The psalmist describes God's hatred of sin this way. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with you. Amen. That's Psalm Five, 4. God hates sin because he is holy. Holiness is the most exalted of all his attributes. Look at Isaiah 6, 3. And one called to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Revelation 4 8, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and, and is to come. Amen, beloved. His holiness totally saturates his being, his holiness epitom- epitomizes his moral perfection and his absolute freedom from blemish of any kind. look at psalm eighty nine thirty five once for all, I have sworn by my holiness. I will not lie to David. Amen. He's swearing by his own holiness. Why? Because he can't swear by anything greater. He is the greater. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, I will not lie to David. Amen. Psalm 92, 15. To declare that the Lord is upright he is my he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. You better know it. Romans 9 14. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. Amen. I say absolutely not. Mm-mm. The Bible presents. God's attitude towards sin with strong feelings of hostility, disgust, and utter dislike. For example, sin is described as putrefying sores. What is this? Isaiah 1.6 six? From the sole of the feet, even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and and putrefying sores. They have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Mm, That's how God sees sin, as a putrefying, disgusting, nasty boil. Mm. He sees sin, sin as a heavy burden. Psalm 38, 4, for my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Amen. They sure were. They sure were. He sees sin. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this teaching because we sure need it. God, Holy God, sees sin as defiling filth yeah and yet we want to keep rolling in it. mm- listen, Titus one fifteen to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciences are defiled. Amen. Okay, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Amen. I told you. I hmm, I keep exhorting you, beloved. We must be holy. And walk in the fear of God. Because if one does not fear God. Sinning will not be a problem for you at all. You will actually lay your head on your pillow. And go to sleep like a baby. All up and through your putrefying boils. And won't even blink. Because I know I slept like a quote unquote baby. Dead in my sins. Ugh. Thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. What else I got for you today? I told you it is cracking open the Bible day today. Not only that, God's attitude towards sin is a binding debt. Matthew, what we got here? Matthew 6, 12 to 15 and forgive us of our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For it, Verse 14. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Amen. Yes, sin binds us with a debt we cannot pay. And not only that, it brings darkness and a scarlet stain. Yup, God hates sin for the simple reason, beloved, that sin separates us from Him. Isaiah 59, 2. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Amen. Jeremiah 5.25 Your iniquities have turned these away and your sins have kept good from you. Amen. Beloved, if you and I are rolling in this vomit, Nothing good will come our way. Oh, it may seem like it's good, but it's not. You're not going to have any peace. You're not going to have any real relationships. You definitely is not going. You are not going to have fellowship, an intimate relationship with the one who died a horrific death on your behalf. Mm Mm-mm. You are living in self-delusion if you think, because this is what I thought. Oh, oh uh, Cynthia Smalls was completely living in delusion. If you think that you can live however you want, claim the name, and still go to heaven, meanwhile, all of us must pick up our cross, crucify this flesh, and follow Jesus... How come you get to have it so easy? Jesus didn't have it easy. I didn't have it e- easy. And many did not have it easy either. I know I'm stumbling over my words. Hush. It's for a reason. <laughs> what reason is that? Well, stop asking me so many questions. Listen, okay, it was sin that caused Adam and Eve to run away from God and hide among the trees of the garden. We see this in Genesis 3.8. Sin, listen to the Holy Spirit. Sin always, 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 always brings separation. And the fact that God hates sin means that he hates being separated from his children. Because we act like we ain't got no sense. His love demands restoration. Which in turn demands holiness. I pray we get this memo today. He also hates sin because of its subtle deceitfulness. Which entices us to focus on worldly pleasure to the exclusion of his blessings those who have their sins forgiven can can say you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand psalm 16:11 and guess what beloved many want to claim this scripture for themselves meanwhile you're living dirty You live in file. You taking his grace as a complete license to sin. And then you claim, well, I didn't know that was sin. Well, have you even picked up his word to find out what are those things that will keep us out of the kingdom of God? You are disqualifying yourself. From entering the kingdom. Because you refuse to give up your living lover. Claiming this is your fiance. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Ain't no telling when you all are going to get married. But one day. Yeah. But what happens if Jesus snatches you out of your bodysuit tonight? Right in the act of it all. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about this. You refuse to give up your... Your homosexual lifestyle. You refuse to put some clothes on and and, and walk in modest apparel, just for the men and the women. What else we be doing around here? Uh-huh. Gossiping, slandering, backbiting, devouring one another, being conceited, uh, what else? Prideful, angry, and bitter, unforgiving. It's a mess. It is a complete mess. Christ didn't die for all of this, beloved. I can assure you. We got to wake ourselves up. Christ Jesus is on his way back. Listen, iniquity, okay? Because I know we hear these terms in the Bible. And yes, they are interchangeable, like iniquity, sin, and transgression. Iniquity, okay, is really about behavior. What kind of behavior, Cynthia? Well, we're talking about immoral behavior, wickedness. Yes, it also means grossly unfair behavior. We're talking about the things of God. Iniquity is how are you living? Are you are you living a lifestyle that is characterized by righteousness? Or are and be honest? Or are you living a life that is characterized by sin, transgression, and iniquity? Because iniquity means wickedness. Mm-hmm. Vice, evil, sin. What else is on here? A crime, <laughs> vileness, immorality, outrage. What is this? Dreadfulness, obscenity, wrongdoing, wrong, atrocity, transgression, godlessness, ungodliness. What does it say? Violation. Yeah, all of this is wrong behavior. Ungodly, immoral behavior. Just a den of iniquity. What's going on behind your closed doors? Because some of y'all act like Jesus is not writing all of this down. Or maybe one of his angels, but it's being recorded. Revelation 20. Verse 12, and I saw, this is John, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, comma, according to their works. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's being all recorded in heaven. Yeah. The opposite of iniquity is goodness and virtue. That's it. They only gave two (laughs) examples. They only gave two examples because nothing else needs to be said. The opposite of iniquity is goodness. (laughs) That's it. And virtue. Having virtue which is behavior showing high moral standards. Do you have any standards, beloved? Listen, my hand will always be the first to be raised. When, when I was living for the flesh, I had no standards. I thought I did. Mm-mm. I had no high moral standards at all. Any and everything went. Listen, goodness is the quality of being morally good or virtuous. Can you honestly say that this is a representation of your life? Are you living in goodness in Christ? You better find out. All of us must examine daily where we are because living like this in this behavior does not glorify God. It doesn't please Jesus at all. It frustrates Holy Spirit. We are commanded to not grieve him because this sanctification process, period, will be extremely Hard for you. And then you're going to get frustrated. And then you're going to try to find these false teachers with all of their doctrines of devils. Telling you that it don't matter how you live. You can live however you want. As long as you believe in Jesus. As long as you can recite some unscriptural, unbiblical sinner's prayer. You, you are good to go. Mm -mm. And at the end of the day, God is love and he is not going to send his children to a burning hell. Okay. yeah. Well, if his children does not repent, come to their senses, prodigal child and come back home to the father. None of us are going to make it. It's just as simple as that. I know you don't want to keep hearing this. Well, you may want to tune into another podcast because this is the only message that Jesus gave me via Holy Spirit. And he was able to translate that one message into about over 600 episodes. It may sound like different messages, but if you have ears to hear, it runs one (laughs) chord. Repent or perish. If you don't live clean and holy, you're going straight to a burning hell as you await final judgment. And if we don't get on board with Jesus Christ for real, for real, all of us ain't going to make it. That's the only message. And that's the only, right Holy Spirit, that's the only message we need in these last evil days. That's it. Is not about blessings and 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 goodness and good tidings when people are dying in their sins. Why would I come up here on the podcast stroking egos, watering down this good great gospel just so that people can tune in? Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm not here for that. It's a blessing, right? If we can fellowship together if we all can be on one accord but i ride solo and so should you as holy spirit is separating you from this world sometimes different seasons we must ride solo so that holy spirit can download this wisdom and he can't do it if you constantly looking for friends looking for likes looking for a shares looking for. I don't know what you're looking for. You. <laughs> Holy Spirit. You right. You was born alone. You're going to die alone. And you are going to stand before Jesus Christ alone. Get used to being alone. Get into his harvest. If you do not know what the call. Of God is on your life. He's going to send you into his harvest, helping the Lord Jesus Christ in the recovery mission of the religious lost and sinners who are lost. They have no clue about who God is, sin, repentance, none of that. We must be on board as laborers. In Christ, we don't get to live our little quiet lives tucked off somewhere and and all you think about is your family, your job, your money, your health. Well, I'm not going out there preaching the gospel. They're not going to receive it anyway. People are going to just mock me and say all kind of stuff. I'm not here for that. Oh, really? You better get here for that. Because what else are you doing for the kingdom? Other than telling Jesus, no, I ain't doing that. What? Could you imagine Christ saying, no, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to the cross. Mm -mm." Listen, if you all (laughs) didn't get the memo that y'all should live clean and holy. I was telling y'all for these past three years. Oh, well. No, he didn't say that. He set his face as flint enduring the shame of the cross so that you and I don't go to a burden hell. And this is the thanks. This is how you give glory to God for your um salvation. Mm. No. Nope. Beloved, sometimes We must be, no, not sometimes, all the time. We must be our brother's keepers. Yes, yes, and amen. You and I don't get to live the life we want. And it's for our good, because guess what? Since we don't know the end from the beginning, we don't know what's going to happen to us in the next second. But God does. The son does. Holy Spirit does. So you mean tell me. You know more about your future. Than Jesus does. And and he's in eternity. And you mean to tell me. You can tell him. I ain't doing that. They won't receive that. I've seen people out here preaching the gospel and they get sticks thrown at them and rocks and people say mean nasty things to them, spitting on them, throwing water bottles at them. I ain't doing that. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Well, then you are one of those clay pots that will be used for dishonorable services. You won't be available to do the will of God, but... You are the same ones. Keep claiming, Lord, use me. Well, he's trying to use you. Yeah, but I'd rather go feed the poor. I'd rather go to, you know, a mission kitchen. You know, I'd rather hand hand out toys for tots. I'm not really all about confrontation. Oh, really? Well, Jesus says that a student is not greater than his master. If he went through it, what makes you and I think that we shouldn't go through it? Okay. Okay. Let me, let me get back to my little notes over here. What else I got for you? Okay. Iniquity. Okay. Iniquity comes from the Latin word combining the prefix the, the prefix, in, which means not, and equus, a e q u u s, which means equal or just. So, iniquity literally means not just. Mm-mm. It also can be used to say that something lacks moral, or spiritual principles. Some may even call Las Vegas a den of iniquity, implying that sinful or wicked behavior happens there. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, I bet it does. Uh Iniquity, used as a noun, is... The absence of moral or spiritual values. It is synonymous with dark, darkness, wickedness. Yep. It's also likened with foulness, disgusting, wickedness, and immorality. That's what foulness means. It is also a type of condition and status. A state at a particular time. It's also a noun used to describe moral objectionable behavior. It is synonymous with evil, immorality, wickedness, evil doing, transgression, the act of transgression, transgressing the violation of a law or a duty or moral principle. It is any unjust act. Yeah, that's iniquity. Is any of that found in you beloved be honest with yourself listen we cannot be deluded we cannot live in self deception deceiving ourselves that we are good people but we can't be if you still smoking that weed drinking like a drunkard lying like a rug you are still envious covetous idolatrous and greedy not to mention prideful uh huh no nope. all that all that behavior is cultivated into a lifestyle where now you are breaking God's holy standard that's sinning that's what sinning is all about, and iniquity is right there, riding on the coattails of sin. Your life is now characterized by being the weed man the uh drunkard um pill pusher you are now known to be the embezzler loan shark what else gambler you you are the sleazy greasy car salesman now I'm not coming against the the industry of selling cars I'm just you know I'm just saying you know someone that's always slick and just fleecing you out of your money just raping you of all your money time and trouble just so that they can get ahead are you that individual hmm are you are you known to be the one that if anyone needs something on the black market you can get it for them? Are you the one that somehow always have the latest brand of sneakers in the trunk of your car? These are brand new tennis shoes straight out the box. Tissue paper is crispy. Where did you get all these sneakers from? I know you didn't personally buy them, and now you trying to resell them. Well, you know, I can't tell you. Otherwise, I got to kill you. Ha, ha, ha. No, ha, ha, nothing. If you don't repent, okay? And stop being a thief, because 1 Corinthians 6, 9 tells us no thief will inherit the kingdom of God, no swindler, no extortioner, no homosexual, no no uh, fornicator, adultery, um, adultery, adulterer, no one who commits idolatry. you're not getting in beloved. How do your life really look now some of you, yes, Holy Spirit, some of you may not even be doing these things. But you sit around and entertain evil thoughts all day. All day. You may not be killing anyone, raping anyone, robbing banks, selling drugs out of your home, none of that. But you sit back plotting in your mind how to take down a fellow brethren. All you do is sit back and slander. All of these thoughts just run through your mind being unchecked. You're not pulling down any strongholds. You're not bringing any of these imaginations to the obedience of Christ. You sit back harboring evil in your heart against the brethren. You are carrying a cane spirit. You're not going to make it, beloved. Mm -mm. None of us will. No, because hate, Jesus says, is like murder. You are committing murder. All right, beloved. Listen, in closing... What is this psalm hold on I wrote the scripture down for a reason oh I'm gonna pray this when we close what you know what I I, I'll be taking my notes and I got the verses but I didn't get the book but listen anyway turn away my reproach which I dread and for your or For your ordinances are good. Verse 40. I long for your precepts. Renew me through your righteousness. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, help us today. We see from Psalm 119, 33 to 40. Father, I pray. For this is my heart's meditation and I pray for my brothers and sisters that we remain close to Jesus, that we stick ever closely to your word. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I will steadfastly observe it to the end. Give me understanding, a teachable heart, and the ability to learn that I may keep your law and observe it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in them. Incline my heart to your testimonies and do and, and not to dishonest gain and envy. Turn my eyes away from vanity, all those worldly, meaningless things that distract. Let your priorities be mine and restore me with renewed energy in your ways. Establish your word and confirm your promise to your servant as that which produces all inspired reverence for you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your ordinances are good. I long for your precepts. Renew me through your righteousness. Amen. Father, how great, how wonderful. It is a privilege that we have your word. Father, we come before you today with clean uplifted hands to give you glory praise the living God father where will we be without your mercy and your grace yes Holy Spirit we will be on our way to certain damnation eternal destruction father we long to please you we repent Forgive us for any and all wrongdoing that we are participating in. Father, help us, strengthen us to put it all away while there is still time. Hebrews 9.27 says, As it is appointed once for man to die, and after that comes the judgment revelation 20 tells us about this day of judgment starting in verse 11 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Father, have mercy, have mercy on us all. Father, we ask for wisdom, discernment, clarity. May the gifts of the Holy Spirit be operational in our lives as he wills. Show us what you have called us to do. And we gladly say, yes, Lord. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your patience. You are love. You are loving kindness. Glory be to your name. Hallowed be thy holy name. Father, may your kingdom come. Thank you for providing for all of our needs. Thank you for taking care of our lives. As we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all That we need. Will be provided for. Christ Jesus is telling us over there in Matthew 6.33. We don't have to worry about our lives. Give no thought. To what we're going to eat. Drink. What we're going to wear. Father if you take care of the birds of the air. How much more. Will you not take care of us. Your children. Thank you, my Heavenly Father. Thank you that a day is coming when you will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom you have destined for that task, that task of being the judge of the world, Jesus Christ you are calling all men to repentance because of this day that is fastly approaching and the credible proof about <clears throat> Jesus being the judge. You rose him from the dead. Oh, Father, I want to make it. I want to make it to the kingdom. Keep me on a straight and a narrow path. That leads to eternal life. Thank you Lord Jesus. (sighs) Thank you. I don't even have to say it. You know the meditation of my heart. Thank you my Lord. You have my complete devotion. All of it. All of it. Thank you for training me. Teaching me. Thank you that I'm your disciple. And your daughter. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus name I pray. Thank you, Father, for the kingdom. Thank you for our inheritance that has been laid up for us from the foundation of the world before anything ever existed. existed. This was already in your plan. Thank you for making it known to us. And what we don't all the way understand whether we get it now but I believe in eternity it will be so plain and clear as crystal I want to see the kingdom I want to see the new earth I want to see the new Jerusalem I want to see the saints in heaven I want to see you I want to see Jesus I want to see all my my favorite prophets of old and new Holy Spirit, I want to see you face to face. (sighs) Thank you, Father. I love you. I love you with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I love your children. They may not want to always hear what I got to say, but I love them. (laughs) I love them. Have mercy on us all today. Thank you for your grace, your love, and your patience. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Another one in the can. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Live clean. Live holy. Live for Christ. Always remember, bad company corrupts good morals come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning and let not iniquity be found in you you better not be out here living claiming the name but your life is a hearty mess stop it stop it let today be the last day That you are living in iniquity. Stop living a wicked, vile, unrighteous lifestyle. Stop behaving like that. Stop Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Amen. Amen. Lord willing. Until next time. I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now.